A very warm welcome to the Change Conversations podcast, where we help individuals to reignite the spark to look at their lives and careers with a different lens. Our interactions interrogate different individuals of all backgrounds who seek to be equipped for change in their careers and personal goals. I am your host, Mbumengu Betaga, and I look forward to bringing you impactful change conversations. I wanted, I, I wanted us to talk about the Enneagram, right? I think we all, you and I know what an Enneagram is. Some people have done Enneagram assessments and it's, it, it's just one of those things. But I really wanted us to delve a bit in, give a little bit of um, sharing on for people that maybe might not know. And other people might have taken some Enneagram assessments are they using it? Are they not using it? What could be the benefit? That type of conversation. So, you know, I love conversations. So it needs to be a conversation. <laughs> well, I mean, let's kick it off, guys. So, you know, for those who don't know, I'm just going to share a bit of an idea of a little short introduction. But um, an Enneagram is, the Enneagram is an archetypal framework that offer, offers an in-depth insight to individuals groups and collectives, uh, consisting of three centers of intelligence, uh, nine main Enneagram types, uh, and then it goes into wings and subtypes and uh, triadic styles and, 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 and. So there's a lot that goes into it. But what's beautiful about the Enneagram is, uh, you know, one of my, one of my teachers said to me, what you must realize about the Enneagram, first and foremost, is as, as much as it is an assessment um, of of how I how I show up very often, you are not in this box. It is the box that is in you, right? Yeah. And part of part of the sort of integration of the enneagram, of understanding different archetypes and different personalities showing up within your in your environment, is for you to understand when you when you are in your box, and you're kind of going, oh dear, you know, I've been triggered or I'm starting to act out or something's happened. Uh, that really gets me caught up uh, and, and behaving in a certain kind of way. And I kind of go, I wonder what this behavior is about, right? Because what we do know, uh, and for me, like, we do know that people are not their behavior. People display behavior, right? And I think that's yeah. what's so beautiful about learning about the Enneagram is you're starting to pay attention to behavior and kind of go, let me take a step back. And let me uncover the deeper rooted meaning behind the behavior. And, and I think that's, that's the most important thing, understanding why you behave the way you behave, right? And I don't think a lot of us take the time to just say, why, why do I behave differently to Kevin? Why maybe do I, why do I get triggered when Kevin behaves that way, you know? And why do I actually um, work well with whoever? Because there are things that they're doing that either attract you or repel you, or you see yourself in it and, and those type of things. And I think for me, that was the fascinating part about the Enneagram. Like when I, I did my assessment and I read my report, I was like, oh my God, now I understand why I do the things that I do. <laughs> and 
And, and, and I'll find people saying to me, you can be so direct. And I'll be like, but I'm just talking. And, and, but that's how they were experiencing me. And, and I had to then take a step back and realize that this is how I show up. And the question becomes, um, in you showing up that way, it's, it's your comfort zone. It's where you're at. But sometimes there are things that you need to tweak. Um, so as to accommodate other people. And there are things that you also need to learn so as to understand why other people are behaving the way they're behaving. And understanding what motivates you, I think that's another thing. What really motivates you as a human being? Mbumi, so what, what, what any type are you? What, 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 is your, what is your any type? Do you want to guess? <laughs> <laughs> well, with what you said now, it's like very direct. So I could go with, with an any type eight. I, I'm guessing, maybe. Is that I am. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, because I'm, would you, would you guess what I am? I don't think you would. I'm undercover. I've, 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 I've heard you being very direct about a few things that, <laughs> I don't know, David. I don't know. I'm an any type seven, right? So, okay. Um, yeah, so. Guys, what we're talking about here. So let's give them some idea, guys. So we have nine Enneagram types and the nine types that sort of show up uh, quite relevantly is, uh, I'm going to start with number one because it's sort of sequential and makes sense to people. Yeah. So very often people call the Enneagram type one a strict perfectionist. And the question they often ask is, I have to do the right or the good thing, right? So strict, strict perfectionist is, they, they, they're very strict at, at how they show up and they, they want things the right way or the wrong way. They, they don't like grays. Yeah. They don't like the gray. Yeah. Um, yeah. You have to be liked to be appreciated is number two. So the number twos like to be appreciated and like to be liked. Um, and they're considered your considered, uh, considered, uh, considerate helper. Uh, where number threes are those competitive achievers. And uh, I know a competitive achiever and man, is she competitive. <laughs> She has to be the best. She has to be on the stage. She has to be like, and, and how do I outshine the rest, right? Um, and yeah. then we have our fours, which, which are, you know, that, that, uh, that intensive creative. So usually a lot of emotion, a lot of, um, I need to be unique. I need to be authentic. Um, and when I first start, I heard about the Enneagram, I thought, yeah, I probably fall into this category quite, quite a lot. But when I, you know, went through it and I, and I actually did my, my, my actual assessments and studies on it uh, i'm i'm not i have four in me and i i can tap into a four but i it's largely shifted in a big way then we have our, our quiet specialist as five and fives as a quiet specialist really wants to understand they really want yeah. to understand it they want to make sense of it um and very often uh, with that may come a lot of questions or they're really just needing the knowledge, or they'll say, okay, let me go with the knowledge. I'm going to go away. I'll come back with an answer, right? Um, yeah. Then your, uh, your sixes are your loyal skeptics, which have to be safe and belong. Uh, and uh, they always want to, they want that safety and security. So very often, you know, wanting to feel secure. So, and how they do that is to make sure that they, they kind of understand all the information to that degree. They also tend to yeah. have camps, so you'll have my camp against your camp, and you know this us against them kind of space. 
the sevens is the sevens are are enthusiastic enthusiastic visionaries and have to experience all of it and avoid pain. So this is me. I <laughs> I'm kind of like, yeah, let's experience it all. And I and I catch myself because when I'm in my seven, I, I really I almost forget to live in the moment, right? So you, you want yeah. to experience it all. So you you're not yeah, you're not present. And I noticed that I was doing this with my own daughter. I was like having moments where I was going, ah, oh, okay, cool. Let's just, let's, uh, we're going to go for milkshake. And then we, okay, now we've had a milkshake. What, what are we going to do now? And what are we going to do now? And, uh, you know, or, you know, I'm just busy on my phone or I'm having a quick phone call and I'm so caught up that I forget to actually be in my moment. And I, yeah. and I have to catch myself that my, my seven is really showing its head. But like you, I um, have to be in control and have to be strong with the, the active controller, your number eight. Um. It's tiring. <laughs> it is tiring, Kevin. So I'm at a point in my life where the strong part I've discarded, I don't want to be strong anymore. Um, and, and I'm learning to be vulnerable and I'm okay with it. But it's taken a lot of something out of me to, to do that. So now I'm now I'm intentional. Like, if I don't have to get involved in anything, don't bring, don't get me involved. I'm okay, you know. But no, it's taking a lot. Yeah, and then the the, the last one, the number nine, is I have to keep the balance and the adaptive peacemaker. So your number nine always wants to keep the peace and always wants to uh, would rather just uh, have a good thing and let's like let's let's tone it down guys let's let's see what's best for everybody kind of approach right yeah what's interesting about this and and you know I'll, i'm going to give examples of my life and can we please give examples of yours i for example i'm a seven so you know i want to experience it all and i but the moment i deal with a six for example a loyal skeptic and that because because they are seeking security they're seeking to understand they usually ask a lot of questions, right? So they want to be, they'll, they'll question it and understand and question and question and question. And for sevens who are free spirited and out there and kind of going, what, what don't you see about this? I don't understand why you don't see what I see, right? Immediately, there's, there's some kind of conflict that happens. Um, and all I'm doing from a sevens perspective is being in my experiencing it all behavior. Um, but a six is really trying to go, hang on, um, I, I want to be safe. I want to be making sure that I make the right decision here. And immediately, yeah. you know, conflict. I, I also think of, you know, if you have a strict perfectionist and a, and a six. So if you have a one and a six in, in, a, in a conversation, you know, if, if the, the strict perfectionist will want it exactly correct and want it to be right. Um, but when the when the when the six comes along and questions it to death, there might be total conflict and and real um, what's the word uh, resistance in the team, right? And yeah, that, you know, it's examples like that that I can think of that really that really stand out for me. Yeah. So I was I was giving feedback to a team um, that had a lot of sixes, and then I was I was teaching them about using their lines. So a six has got a line to a nine. And, and I was saying, you know, you could, you could tap into the nine just to figure out um, how you could solve an issue that you are facing. And all the sixes were like, I don't care what a nine could say. I am not taking that thing because they are always just want to be 
like I can't, I can't deal with it now. <laughs> and, yes, and yeah. and for them, it's it's about they want to understand. They they are the type of people that will always tell you. So what's the risk in this? They will play devil's advocate because they want that information and and they want to understand more and more before they can be able to make a decision. And and for them to tap into these other spaces is like no, I can't I can't do that. So you can imagine when a type six is working with a type nine, it 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 might there will be some, you know, and they can learn from that because that's part of your growth. Um, but sometimes we are stuck in our ways and and we want to do things differently. But I think I think for me, Kevin, it's recapping why why would somebody even want to understand their enneagram? You know? Yeah. So I mean, for me, and I, I always use my personal because I you know come from an NLP background. So, and from that coaching perspective, it teaches you from day one that. Um, there are huge potential possibilities of things, right? And you kind of go, okay, if there is, I don't want to be, I don't want to be boxed, right? And when I first heard about the Enneagram and I was like, oh no, you know, like this is not going to be something I work with because I don't like being boxed. But then I learned that it was an unboxing actual process um, and just recognizing that I have certain boxes in me that show up sometimes, right? And um, it also gives me, you know, one of the things that I love about the core motivator. So my core motivator for, for five, sixes, and sevens is, is really based in fear very often, right? And, uh, you know, it's a fear-based response, especially when we're triggered, right? So if, if something happens and we're triggered from that space, it's, it's, you know, immediately go to a feared kind of space. Um, and then when I'm in that space, I recognize, oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm having a very fear-based response and my behavior is probably going to be a certain kind of way, which won't be useful if, it, if it's based in fear. So let me, yeah. let me step out of that. Let me get out of that uh, and, and uh, reframe and reconsider. Same with eight, nines, and ones, right? So when they have their, their core motivation in anger um, and they, they come from an anger space, you know, when they triggered at any at any place, um, might not be the best useful position you're in when you're coming from an angered space. Um, yeah. The two, threes, and fours, you know, they 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 live with their hearts, right? So they do everything with their hearts, and if their heart does isn't in it, they won't do it, right? Um, and they but they also come from a heart space where they they they'll feel the physical sadness and hurt in their heart space when something goes wrong, right? Yeah. And when these yeah. things happen, and I think that's the real benefits that, that I've started taking away and understanding that uh, we are more than we think we are, first and foremost. And secondly, um, this, is a, this is a fantastic tool to kind of give me an indication of how to be better at me, um, but also when other people show up in my environment, and I do know the Enneas space or the Enneas types that I can understand what space they're coming from, um, mm -hmm. because then it's not just judgment, it's not just um, uh, conflict, uh, but it's an informed tool set that I actually have of how can I better work better with this individual, how can I better work with this team, um, and that's where I think for me the benefits were really, really obvious. Yeah. What 
and, and I, I, no, I think I think that's a good point. I think the element of getting to understand me as a, as a, as a person was was the most important thing. And 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 I think it's about what really resonates with you, you know. And 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 that element of these are the things that really resonate with me. So so as an eight, there's an element of not wanting to be vulnerable. Um, always wanting to be strong. Um, I want to take decisions and I want decisions to be made as quickly as possible, you know? <laughs> Action. And, and yeah, taking charge of situations and being very frank and direct because I just speak my mind. Um, and, and that doesn't mean I am rude. Um, and the one thing I'm not, I'm definitely not rude, but you get to hear what I want to say. And and it's all about just being in control of the situation. So I'm a control freak of note, um, <laughs> but but I've man- but I maneuver my control freak. So mm-hmm. I don't want to control everything, but I don't want anybody to blindside me. You blindside yeah. me, we are in trouble. You know, yeah. Yeah. and and my control freakness also comes through on the basis of. Tell me the information that I need to know. So when I was in corporate and 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 I'm I'm right I'm an executive with a team, all I used to say to my team is make sure that I've got the right information so that when I'm sitting in the in the meeting, nobody else must know about my team more than I know. Like I don't want to show up as being stupid. So yeah. that needs to be yeah. So, so make sure that I've got all the information that I need, but it doesn't, I don't need the detail. And, and that's where my, once we've agreed on what is the playing field looking like, then you can go do what you need to do. But let, let me feel like I'm in control of that element, you know? So, so those are the things that for me are important. But I got to understand me as an individual and why I behave the way that I behave. And I got to understand what are the things that really motivate me um, um, to be who I am. And, and that for me was important. But I think the other side of that coin was actually getting to understand my team yeah. and getting to understand even my colleagues on what triggers my colleagues. This one, if I don't get along with them and their behaviors that that I'm not understanding. Once I knew their Enneagram type, it would be like, oh, oh, you're just being a typical three and I'll be okay with it, you know? <laughs> but before that, I would get myself all worked up about a whole lot of things because I didn't know why the person was behaving the way they're behaving. And, and I think for me, that's the important part of you just getting to know you just a little bit broader and and then the team that you're working with and even your colleague and even family because i could classify i've never done it with my family but i could classify where everybody was sitting like mm, no now i can understand why they do the things that they do which i think was is important yeah absolutely so i mean just also a thing i you know i think worth mentioning is just you know this is from an individual perspective it's really beneficial 
from a team perspective, it's beneficial and from an organizational benefits. And I just want to touch on four or five of each of these. Um, and then you can sort of comment on these, um, you know, increased consciousness and, and confidence, right? And I think that's from an individual perspective, really, really useful. Um, and the increase of compassion for self and others, as you mentioned just now, um, and un uncovers a pathway to development and integration. And I think we also, we also find when we don't know this, we kind of go, well, this is who I am. I've been like this for 35 years, or I've been like this for 40 years of my life. You can't change me. Um, but when you know that there are connections that you have and your lines point to other areas that you can cultivate and you can stretch and grow and learn from, um, as an individual, I think, you know, it really, really gives you an opportunity to, to be a far more holistic individual and self-regulated, yeah. self-aware individual. Yeah. No, I, f I fully agree with that. The, the, other, the other ones for team benefits, for example, re reduces judgment and criticism of others. Uh, it enables the team to move beyond a pattern of blaming conflict on personality differences. It improves working relationships and teams' productivity. It enhances business procedures, right? And, and you know, you see that when people, are, when people know where, where someone else is coming from and, um, mm -hmm. you know, what, what they're really good at. You know, for me, as, a, as an enthusiastic visionary, I thrive coming up with ideas and what could we do and, you know, I could live in that world. I almost live in my head. But living in my head doesn't allow me to always take action. Yeah. So I have to be aware of, you know, how that plays out. So, you know, um, again, uh, you know, if you look at um, uh, a creative four who wants to be creative and create a lot of things, that's wonderful. But how do we take action on it? We need an eight to really go, okay, cool, that's great. How do we implement and take action, right? So from a team benefit, I think it's, um, it's a fantastic process to really get your brain wrapped around it. And then you just, um, even from a team building perspective, right? You, when we do the team builds, for example, and Bumi, you know this, right? So, you know, a team gets together, you have a whole bunch of different types in a team and you kind of go, okay, cool. Now you all are really, you're aware of who you are um, and you're solving this problem, but now how do you understand it so that it, it helps the three also understand it from your perspective or it helps yeah. your, your, your strict perfectionist, your one also understand it. So then it makes you also consider, okay, I understand it my way. What will a one being a strict perfectionist need from me to be able to be on the same page so that we speak yeah. in the same language? And I think that's yeah. what people really, why this, even in teams, um, is it's such a phenomenal, you know, way of looking at it and solving problems and coming up with really great solutions because then you have an, a comprehensive, full, collaborative overview of what solutions you can come up with. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think just to add on to that, the other element really looks at, um, so you are, you, you are a leader of a specific team. Just understanding what are the enotypes that you've got, because you might find that you've got glaring gaps in there, and 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 your diversity um, is is needed even from an enneagram type perspective, mainly depending maybe on the work that you're doing. So if you also have a lot of eights, 
it's not a good thing because they want to just implement as quickly as possible. And what you're finding is that there isn't that loyal skeptic that keeps saying, no, guys, can we just clarify? Are we sure this is the route that we want to take? Because you want that voice. You want that voice that is going to say, okay, are we on the right track? You want that five that has got a lot of information that has to give into this conversation that we are doing. But if you've got a a certain type, a group of a certain type of people, there are things that you are not going to think about because they don't come naturally to you. There are things that you might miss and there might be glaring gaps in, in how you do things because you don't have the different types that might actually be able um, to give a holistic um, perspective. So I always look at it from, from a diversity perspective. Like if you've got a group of just black females working on something, you're missing out on different ways of thinking. Yeah. And, and you can't blame anybody because they also don't know what they don't know. And they will look at it from their own perspective. So for me, there's that element that if you are a manager and you only have pockets of the same type, there, there's some thinking that is not happening in there because people are just showing up within their types and there are things that are, are missing along the way. And for me, that's important to, to have different types so that you're able to have diversity in thinking to have diversity in, in pointing out things that you might be missing out because that becomes important mainly within a team environment. I love that. And as you're speaking, Pumi, you know, like it's also a consideration as a leader, you know. So when you're putting a team together or when you're assessing your team to kind of know that you, you might be missing the visionary or you might be missing the, the considerate helper, you know, and um, you might, like you said, you were, you were working with a group of sixes um, <laughs> and it, it yeah. sort of skews, it skews the version of what potentially could happen in that team, right? So even yeah. from a, perhaps from a recruitment perspective and perhaps the, the next person that, you, that you're putting in a position as the leader, as an organization, you're also looking, how do we holistically look at um, our, our, our organization and put the right people, the key players into place. And uh, so that when we are having those team meetings, we do, we have a seven and a nine and a one and a three and a five. And there's a more of a, a, a gel and a mix of information yeah. happening than rather just twos and threes, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and in this group that I was dealing with, there was no nine. And, and what I've seen is that there's a scarcity of nines in the world. <laughs> I, don't know how, I don't know how true that is from a statistics perspective. I really don't know. But I just found that in the groups that I've worked with, there are very few nines that you find. Yeah. And, and that on its own just brings a perspective. And, and, and for me is, that peacemaker, you want that peacemaker in there, even if there's one, because they they bring a different perspective into the thinking. But um, you are not going to just go out now and look for a specific one. 
in fact, I was talking to somebody who's who's hiring coaches, and she was saying to me yesterday, "Oh my God, thank God you're an aide because we are we've got very very few um aides in our in our team, and yeah. we want we are looking for somebody who's an aide." So, so that element of knowing and understanding where your team, the t- your team members are at, I think for me is very important because I think once you do, um, it 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 really helps with the collaboration and even understanding if you've got different stakeholders, understanding those enneagram types of those stakeholders also helps because how you engage with them. And 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 understanding when they are triggered and understanding their fears actually also helps you because then you you come in with a very good mindset of this. It's like creating a relationship. This is how I deal with this person because they are comfortable in this way, and yeah. and just understanding them as a human being. And and I think with with any assess um, personality assessment element. There are things that you might not agree with, but what is the bulk that resonates with you? I think that becomes the most important thing. Absolutely. I love that. So I want to mention also just on organizational benefits. Um, it decreases behind the scenes organizational politics. It improves mm-hmm. change management and decreases the fear of change, which I think is such a big thing because when people go through change, uh, because there's so much fear attached and they don't know what's happening, uh, it can really, really sort of press mm-hmm. that button. But when, 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 we ha- when we are more informed of why I'm responding this way or why I'm showing up this way, then I show up differently, right? It can unleash the creativity through greater individual integration. It improves productivity and performance. Mm-hmm. But the one that I really want to uh, point out here is it plays a role in enabling culture change right? And I think, you know, it's so important when you, um, and I think as a a leadership conversation, right? um, Part of, part of what we need and part of what the world needs right now is people who are upholding a certain standard of leadership and um, Mm. upholding, uh, challenging themselves and kind of going, I need to be a better leader than I was five years ago because Mm -hmm. the world the world, the, the country, the, 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 the organizations that I'm working with, we need leaders to really step into to gear and step into a gear that really requires them to, to, to shift it up and, and really change how they are approaching their, their teams, how they are making decisions about their teams, um, and understanding the benefits of why having this kind of system as a useful toolkit to kind of go, let me, you know, uh, set out to 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 empower my teams with with uh, a, a, a skill, a soft skill that really gives you the cutting edge and gives you sort of a, an edge on everybody else, right? Um, yeah, and the more they yeah. do that, the more empowered they are. The more empowered they show up, and I think you know, from an organizational perspective, I think that's. Um, that's what organizations should be seeing about this, the Enneagram and, and how this can use, be used in their environments because it's not just another, you know, personality typing thing and like, oh, yeah, we need to get along better. Um, but it yeah. really starts empowering people to say, oh, no, I, I know how I show up, but I know that I can stretch and I can grow 
um, and I know how I'm going to respond when I'm under strain and what my strains sort of look like. And I know what my, my sort of knee-jerk reaction to this thing is or this kind of person. So let me be more aware and self-empowered to make better decisions. Yeah, yeah, no, very true, very true. Um, and and I think I think it just works across the board, to be honest. Uh, and and for sure, there are a lot of other assessment tools out there that might um, do more or less the same. Um, but I think for me, it just it just made sense in in terms of me as an individual, in terms of the team, in terms of the organization, as you're saying. But I think I think Kevin, um, the question becomes: There are a lot of um, um, you can do enneagram assessments online. There are a lot of free um, elements out there. Yeah. What what would you advise somebody? Is it really? Is it do you really get so much out of out of those? Like what has been your experience? Yeah, you know, I I've done more than one, you know, and I've I've done more than one. And uh, have come out the same every time I've done it. Um, so I've done paid for ones. I've done the, the ones online that are free. I've done a few of them. Um, and for me, it's, um, you know, it's strange that you mentioned this now. Uh, <laughs> I was reading an article this morning. And mm-hmm. uh, it was speaking about the, one, the number one key leadership quality in the world today, currently is curiosity okay and i thought wow isn't that so significant because for me you know i that's what i've done with the enneagram is like i've become curious about this this system this assessment and this archetyping thing that they're talking about and how you know it's actually it's something that was discovered that humans sort of you know showcase and from a human psychological perspective so I became curious about, okay, cool. If this is really who I am, these things are saying this. Let me investigate it from every angle. Um, so I would, I, would, I would recommend that people don't just, just do one. Um, if they want to know more information, there's, I mean, YouTube. You can just type in Enneagram on YouTube. And boy, oh boy, do you get like videos upon videos upon videos how you can really learn about the archetypes that really show up for people. and what that prone prone to behave like certain behaviors are for that type and yeah you know it's there's there's a lot of information out there and i think curiosity really helps you through a process like this and really is is instrumental so that you because you know for me it's a case of going i don't like being told who i am like i'll tell you who i am i don't don't you tell me who i am like i've got that kind of but you know when when you're going through assessment like this and and you're kind of going, yeah, like a lot of this speaks true to to it from various aspects and various places. You kind of yeah. go, cool, I'm starting to see how these dots are connecting. Um, but I'm also now aware that, you know, my, my lines are, are directly connected to a five and directly connected to a one. So under, under pressure, I, I become a strict perfectionist of note, um, mm. right? But when I'm really really wanting what I really enjoy and what I really like doing is moving into my five and really becoming the specialist of stuff and learning and learning and learning and learning. And I love being in that space, right? Because it it helps me 
uh, do my seven a lot better when I move into my five. And I find that yeah. working, you know, as a, as a quiet specialist, then my work shows up differently for me. But, you know, under pressure, I know that I'll go to my, my, my one as a strict perfectionist. But now yeah. that I know this, you know, I feel more enabled, more enlightened and empowered about who I am yeah. and how I show up for people. Um, but Pumi, I think the biggest, the biggest, the biggest thing for me that it does like, like a, shines a spotlight on it is that my core motivation is based in fear. Um, yeah. As a five, six and seven, it's, it's, uh, it's a complete core motivator. And when things are going wrong, I will freak out and it's based in fear because I, I'm seeking to be happy. I don't, I'm trying to get away from pain and I, you know, yeah. I'm seeking that safety and security. And I, and I think that's what is so highlighted for me because I, when I'm feeling that spotlight on me, I, I know that I'm smack bang in my seven right now. <laughs> And I need to do something to shift it. And, I, you know, and, and because I now know this, um, I've got a whole bunch of tips and techniques that I kind of do just to, to alleviate and change and frame and move and uh, get my brain out of it. Um, but it's, it's, yeah. I think it's an incredible tool. Yeah. 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 Um, as an eight, we get very intense about everything and anything, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, but I mean, do and, you? Do you also do you also find that uh, have you gone on a journey of of many areas of of sort of assessment and how how did you come about that? Um, so I think I, I I did one. The first one I ever did was actually online, and I came out as an eight. I think I did two free ones online. I came out as an eight. Yeah. And then I did a paid one with integrative. Then I also came out as an eight. But I think what I liked with the paid element was the developmental um, elements were very clear and distinct. The things that I, I might need to work on were very, very clear. Um, so as I was reading the report, I could relate on, okay, if I could do this, this is how it will help me. And I think that that for me added far more value than the free reports that I'd gotten. And I felt that they were a bit light on um, giving advice, if you want to call it that, on how I could improve on some other things and, and having a different perspective on some other things. And I think what I, I liked with the other element, there was an, um, an option of actually working with a coach who could then be able to to give me a perspective on some of the things. Mm -hmm. And I found that as a coach as well, if I do use an Enneagram, um, giving the, 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 the client a different perspective, because sometimes you get stuck in your own head and you're thinking, but how do I um, don't become as intense as a human being? You know, how can I let go of some of the elements that are also worrying me as a person like I don't want to show up like this all the time but yeah. so what what is the different perspective that I can get and when you work with the coach the coach then can give you those different perspectives where then there's a growth element to it and I think for me that was the most important thing because as you say um as a type eight 
um i've got my i've got my lines in a five so when i'm when i'm really working there's a part that just says learn more you want to know more about this because sometimes i just skim detail is not my thing i don't want the detail <laughs> i'm like no don't give me the detail but there are elements where i need the detail to be able to make the decision mm. right and that for me actually helps that there are topics where i do need the detail to to to, to so that i could move forward but then there's an element of going into the two considerate helper mm. that for me is just something that is innate in me i always want to help so those lines make sense in in my space but i think i found that um you can you can take the free ones they still give you um um a good view of of the things that you can resonate with but i think it's all about exactly what is it that what's your main objective and what is it that you want to do with that understanding and i think once you clarify that then you can decide how deep do you want to go in in really embracing it and 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 understanding who you are yeah absolutely i love that and i think you you know and that's that's really the aim of it i think as you mentioned now what what do you want to do with it if if you want yeah. to empower yourself with it that's a really good like go in be intentional about what what you're doing with it because um you can go on the enneagram and kind of like oh okay well i'm a 9 yeah i keep you know i'm the beast maker whatever you yeah. could use it that way or when you when you when you approach it more intentionally um it shows up differently so i think yeah having a bit of intention with why you want to do this and what sort of you can take from it uh, and it's like everything in life right you know you you have to um you have to kind of understand why you're doing it yeah yeah and i think that's the most important thing why do you want to do it is it just something that your boss said you must go do <laughs> and you're thinking and you're just thinking and i've had people who've just said Oh yeah, I got told I must take this assessment and frankly I don't know why I'm doing it. Yeah. But my surprise to it is the minute they read the report and they go, "Oh my god, this report was just me." Yeah. And and I can't I, like as I was reading it, I could just see myself in it. I think for me that's the exciting part. And and for me any any psychometric assessment um I always get excited about what the report is going to say because I always just think you made me sit here and choose adjectives and stuff like what the hell you know yeah. and then there's this thing that comes out with the whole story of this is how you show up this is how you behave and you could be do- and I'm like this is creepy <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I get fascinated by those things so I think the last thing that I you know want to just share as well is you know how to when 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 you use this in a team um and it is a, the paid reports and you actually use it in in a team format you also get a yeah. team report right and the team sort of with with all of all of the archetypes showcased in that team it also gives the team a sort of tool to kind of go well this is where you guys are heading this is generally where your where your centers of gravities are right and i think 
uh, sometimes you know teams also don't know that i don't i don't think a lot of teams might know that when they're making a decision very often it is based in fear or very often it is based yeah. um you know self-worth or, or anger right and they're kind of going okay cool um if if your centers of gravity are are strongly based in uh, in anger, you know, it's, it's going to be a tight, a tight shift to run, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And when it's based in fear, that's also, it's kind of going like, okay, but, you know, if everything, we, all the decision-making processes are, are sort of coinciding with, with a fear-based decision, that's also not healthy, right? So yeah. uh, I like the fact that even from a paid perspective, your, the team reports actually showcase the strengths of the team what shows up for the team and how this informs the team further. So yeah, really a great and, and understanding your leader because I think with those team reports, understanding your leader and why your leader also behaves the way they behave and how they're impacting the team, I think that becomes a very interesting conversation. Yeah, and and, and just to just to add on that, you know, and I think you know for for. When, when, for example, with an eight, when you are matter of fact um, and you are saying it as it is, it's not coming from a perspective of um, um, I'm the boss and you need to listen to me, but it mm. is coming from a perspective of eights really want to get things right. You know, they, they, they want to get it right and they don't want to look bad. Um, so, like, if I need to get it right, I'm going to show up a certain way to get it right and take action and make this move forward. You need to come yeah. forward here, right? So when you know that that's the motivation, you know, you can then also support that eight at their motivation, right? The same yeah. with, yeah. With, a, with a two and sometimes at the detriment of a two uh, and they consider it helpers, you know, so they want to help everyone and they want to help everyone. But some of their vices, twos have that, that, that that strong vice that they they do it at their own expense. So they're Spence. always putting people ahead of them, where yeah. you know it's always about the people. Because if the people, uh, if if I can help enough people, then people will appreciate me. Obviously, um, and yeah. you know at the expense of what though. So you know yeah. when you're starting to understand it like that, um, as you say, you know when 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 you know why your leader is showing up the way they do. Um, you can also then support the leader in the capacity of how the leader needs support, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not just being an ass walking through the door going, oh, you know, ranting or raving, yeah. or panicking or whatever. Yeah. There, it takes, it takes away that um, element of, I don't know this person. I think you, you just get to know just a little bit about what motivates them, what drives them, and why they behave it. Why do they just throw their toys the way they throw their toys? You know, <laughs> if that's the case. Because then you understand that it's either we are dragging our feet and we are not climbing on the train as this person wants to move forward. And then you you also then come up with strategies that says, you know what, I hear you, boss, but how about we consider one, two, three? But if you feel I'm wasting your time, it's okay. You know, but at least the conversation. You, you, you start crafting the way you engage them and the ways you speak to them in a way that's full supportive to them to be able to make the decisions that they want to make. Um, because before, 
every time you might be saying that they will be kind of jumping back at you and then there's conflict. So what I'm finding is that when you do understand this, there's also there's there's a sense of ease and, and understanding and it takes away some of the conflict elements that might be cropping up and actually holding um teams back or or or, or holding collaboration um it between different teams, which which can be such a waste of time in a, in a corporate space. Absolutely. So, I mean, in summary, yeah. like if we had to summarize, because we've already been on here for an hour, believe it or not. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> we had so much fun. Um, in summary, what do you think are the key takeaways of why you think people should, should go through an Enneagram process? What do you think stands out for you? For me, it's understanding you just a little bit better or understanding why you behave the way you behave. Um, I think for me, that was the biggest thing that I ever took out of it. It just gave me a perspective of now I understand the the way I communicate, the way I behave, and what motivates me, what drives me, uh, and that type of stuff. And that, for me, was the biggest take out of it. And, and that then helped me to accept myself even more. I was like, oh, I'm not that weird. I'm weird, but not that weird. <laughs> and I'm okay, you know. It, yeah. it took me to a point of I'm okay because I can be classified with a group of people that behave this way. So I'm not yeah. the only one who does things this way. So that belonging of being in that particular type actually helped me ease a bit. And it, it got me to accept even more who I am. And then it, 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 I think it also just took me on a journey of saying, now that I know this is why I do the things I do, um, how can I then accept myself? And, mm-hmm. and maybe work on the things that I know that actually even bother, they bother me about myself. As I was saying to you, strong doesn't feature in my vocabulary anymore, Kevin. I don't want anybody classifying me as strong. I don't want to be strong anymore. It's tiring. I want to be vulnerable like everybody else. I want to ask for help. But I've had to dig deep because that doesn't come naturally. And that's your healing, right? That's your healing part. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I think, you know, for me, me, um, because what I do and, you know, my business is leadership by design. And for me, it's a case of saying, how do I design my leadership, right? And I believe that, you know, leadership is a skill that is is learned um, and you can actually cultivate that, right? Um, going through this process is is just a, another wonderful tool uh, in my toolbox of that very same thing that you mentioned now of learning to know me better so that when I show up, I show up better for for my for, for the people I work with, for my relationships, for my daughter, for uh, for my for my fiance. Like in any capacity, I, I, you know, and I don't always get it right. I, you know, I'm human and I fail and I falter. But I think um, I, I would recommend people go through it for purely the sake of uh, learning the skill of knowing yourself, you know, and the, yeah. the, 
when you when you've learned that skill like just a little bit more and a little bit better than you did six months ago or yesterday or five years ago it really empowers you to kind of make different choices and 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 show up differently right so exactly yeah. to your point you don't want to be strong anymore um yeah for, for me it's a case of going I really want to be present, you know, the, I, I don't want to miss the good things. I don't want to miss the good times. I, 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 because I'm so aware of it now, I cling on to how can I really just revel in my happinesses today and worry about yeah. tomorrow when tomorrow arrives, right? Because yeah. it robs us. It sort of robs you from your happiness. It robs you from your relationships. It robs you from the good moment that you're having. So again, you yeah. know, um, learning learning the skill of knowing yourself. I think that is, that is what it offers. So that's my five cents. <laughs> yeah. It enhances your self-awareness. That's, that will be my take from this. We've said so much, um, but for anybody who was listening to us, um, we hope you've taken something out of this. <laughs> Not just us rambling away. <laughs> You're going to have to listen to the whole hour, though, because then you'll find tidbits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're, you're listening to this, don't hesitate to, to DM either Kevin or, or myself. If you've got any questions around um, the Enneagram, you want to understand a little bit more. We are Enneagram practitioners. We are accredited around the Enneagram. And, and we really would love to just engage. As you know, I'm... A career and executive coach. Um, um, Kevin is also a transformational leadership coach. And anything that has to do with the workplace. Um, and I'm I'm finding myself also dealing a lot as a business mentor. That's another hat that I'm I'm wearing now, having supervised a lot of people within within the entrepreneurship space. We are here to support, we are here to help. And and feel free to reach out. Absolutely. Your closing notes, Kevin. <laughs> closing words. Thank you. Uh, thank you for the opportunity, Bumi. Thank you for 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 creating you know a space where we can actually chat. I do think that you know uh, people do tune in; they'll actually find some value to it. Um, and I think that's that's inevitably the aim. You know, for for me, my slogan is adding value to people's lives. So. If it's if it's just added to one person's life and wow. someone DMs and they, you know, it's that it's that one other person that that's gonna love themselves enough to 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 do something for themselves and and empower their lives differently. So, absolutely, DM us guys, have a chat, uh, and let's let's connect. Thank you. Cool. Thanks, Kev. Keep well. Put me chat to you soon. Cheers cool. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Change Conversations. If you enjoyed our show and you would like to help support the podcast, please share it with others and kindly post about it on your social media platforms. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram and YouTube at Change Conversations with Mbume. I am Mbume Ngubedaga signing out and I will see you again next week.